Welcome to Scripture To Go. I hope you'll take a moment to pause with me, just long enough to taste and see how good the Lord is. Hi, I'm Terry Murphy. Okay, show of hands. How many of you derive a secret pleasure from skipping over the begats in the Bible? You open your read through the Bible in a year plan, and today's assignment is five long chapters. As soon as you discover the first four contain nothing but genealogy, flip, flip, flip go the pages, bingo, presto, your usual 30 minutes of reading only takes you 10. I'll confess, I do that most of the time as well. There are days, however, when I push myself to read every last biblical name in hopes of discovering a hidden treasure. After all, it was a tiny clip of scripture buried under stacks of names that brought us that little gem called The Prayer of Jabez, a book that went viral before anyone knew what viral meant. So why did God make sure these genealogies survived in scripture until now? I mean, why should we care anymore? Maybe this inventory of names, so carefully preserved down through the ages, affixes something of a tracking number to God's promise to the list's originators. The promise's fulfillment can be traced by following the names throughout history. As soon as sin marred the Garden of Eden, God promised Adam and Eve a son who would come through them to redeem all the evil they had introduced to the world. A son of theirs would deliver not only the two of them from death, but everyone who proceeded from them. Well, that's what got all the beginning started. Adam begat Cain and Abel. Then, after Cain killed Abel, another son, Seth, appeared. Cain begat some seeds, but Seth produced the line that carried the seed. Soon Seth begat Enosh, who begat Canaan, who begat some more, until Noah showed up. He begat three seeds, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. But Shem carried the promised seed forward to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, who was known as Israel. From Israel to Judah to Jesse to David, those names drew a straight line from the promisees, Adam and Eve, to the promised one, Jesus. Then all the begetting stops. Or does it? Jesus gave birth to no children in the natural, yet Paul called him the firstborn of many children in Romans 8.28. If his line was going to continue, the manner of begetting was going to have to change. Instead of giving birth to seeds through a natural womb, Jesus delivers children for his father, through a spiritual portal. He reaches out his hand to us from a place in the heavenlies and invites us to join him. As our hearts touch him, he draws us out of our old life into a new one, begetting us into his bloodline and making us part of his genealogy. Our names may not appear in scripture, but they're recorded nonetheless in God's book of life. It may feel odd to think of merging our bloodlines with his, blotted as ours are with ugly episodes of sin, but Jesus isn't afraid of our foibles or the baubles of morality filling our family history. He understands. His own human bloodline was filled with ancestors bent on murder, rape, incest, deceit, jealousy, rage, apostasy, and more. He knows both the beautiful and the ugly in our genealogy. Still, he stands at the end of all our begats, holding out his hand, saying, Come up higher. 
Be born into something new and wonderful. Let me take the seed that is you and combine it with the seed that I am. So run your fingers gently across those names next time you see a a list of begats. Just as God lovingly traced these through time, He has tracked each of us today. Our human origins may have come through great-grandparents and grandparents and parents, but our spiritual heritage runs through David, who eventually produced Mary, who begat Jesus, who begat us. From Adam on down, God has followed each one of us, tracing our genealogies so that one day we will meet the seed. We are recorded, remembered, known. All these names, all this remembering, all to fulfill a promise to redeem what happened in the garden, to see that all nations are blessed, and to bring many sons and daughters to glory. Thanks for joining me on Scripture To Go. I hope today's snack helped you taste and see that the Lord is good. Be sure to click on the follow button so you know when next week's table is spread with more to nibble on. If you get hungry in the meantime, slip on over to my website at tmurphywrites.com to read my latest post and subscribe to my blog. Bye for now.